Sunday morning with coffee and no whiskey. And I think there's some intent behind that. This is your first time listening to the podcast. I am a brand ambassador for a little distillery out of Melbourne, Australia called Star Wars Whiskey. I almost forgot the name of it. That'd be weird. Been working for the company for four years. And what I do on this podcast, I like to bring the perspective of the industry into the whiskey world for people who may work in, work in the whiskey industry, the spirits industry, and also for the fans out there who are just the consumers, the people that are online talking about whiskey, the people who go into the stores and order and buy our products, and people who sit at the bar and put their elbows up at the bar and sit in those bar stools and then enjoy a nice cocktail order a neat a rocks glass of the whiskeys we serve and the spirits that we make and all of that good stuff that we consume on a daily basis and consumption is an interesting subject for myself where in a sense part of my job is to consume alcohol uh, to talk about the whiskey that we make down in australia and what makes it unique but also to taste to sample out to customers new customers and old or potential customers and, you know, you don't want to be rude sometimes, and sometimes buyers look down on you if you aren't actually trying your product while they are. So it's a daily interaction with whiskey for me. Um, I try to take little breaks here and there, definitely set aside parts of the year where it's, uh, you you definitely put the bottle down, um, you, you admire your bottles, you admire the collection that you might have in your basement or on your back bar at your home. I know I do, but it's also a time of reflection to take into effect that your body can't always be consuming alcohol on a daily basis. And I haven't done that in a little bit of time. I would say the last break I took was in October. I uh, We recorded our 200th podcast, and I knew it was going to be a long, a long week of partying um, with work and also with this podcast and celebration and also just doing our jobs. So uh, I didn't drink for a couple of days leading up to that podcast, and then we uh, we celebrated and vibed very well that evening back in October, and then I took about another 10 days to two weeks off, got in a car accident, and was like, you know what, just need to keep doing this. I was actually wasn't drinking or anything like that with the car accident. I actually hadn't drank, I think, in eight or nine days when that happened, and but it made me think more about on taking care of your body because I, I banged my head, but I kind of ignored the, the possible signs of a, you know, a slight concussion or just bruising to the side of my head. And it wasn't until a week later when my head still hurt that you started to take into account that, oh yeah, that car accident, even though you weren't going fast and the person that hit me wasn't going that fast, um, your body doesn't uh, react well when it gets banged against glass. So for me, it's something that I always consider on a daily basis about how much alcohol I'm intaking. And right now, it's been a really good start to the year of 2023. Usually this time period of January and February is a pretty quiet time um, in the whiskey world, a time of contemplation, a time of planning and organizing what you're going to do for the rest of the year. But uh, this year's jumped off really well, and I've done a little bit of traveling already. Um, for my job, I cover the central states, so like kind of from Texas up to Illinois and out to Colorado with my job, which is wonderful, um, which I've talked a lot about on here. Traveling is very important to me um, from a person and also from an identity as a, as a brand ambassador for, uh, for Star Wars. Yet, yeah, it's always a little bit murky 
when dealing with how much alcohol do you intake every day? How much are you supposed to be taking or seen to be taking or, or expected to be drinking on a daily basis? And, you know, like, it's not about getting drunk. I'd really try to avoid that. I don't like the feeling of getting drunk. I also don't like being responsible for for my company and wearing that weight on my shoulders and then being out in public and talking about it. You know, there's certain instances, yeah, you're around friends, you're around family in this industry and you're in a safe place and everyone's, everyone's there for a certain engagement or party. Then you're like, okay, cool. I, I can maybe step the line, step over the line a little bit more with my consumption. But on a daily basis, like it's not the intent to get drunk. It's the intent to sell whiskey and show the product off in that sense. But when you're doing events on a weekly basis, working on weekends, um, long weekends, going out to bars at night and you know, dr- consuming your product, talking to people about your product, doing events, doing um, or just buying drinks for people at the bar and you have a couple of cocktails and you might, maybe you haven't had dinner yet and you're on a, working on an empty stomach and it's 9, 10 o'clock at night, multiple nights in a row, and then there, you sneak in that 11 midnight night. And it's only, you know, it's only Wednesday or Thursday and you realize, wow, I've been out three, four or five days in a row. I've been out five days um, or four days almost every week late at night or at least going out and having multiple drinks and stopping by multiple accounts and checking in with bartenders and supporting the cocktail placements that you have, which is a part of our jobs. And then you kind of sit down and reflect on a quiet weekend and think, wow, am I overdoing it? Am I overstepping the line? of not like not being a bad uh, rep, but just being harmful to my body. And in that sense, the reason why I, I think about the consumption of alcohol that I have on a daily basis is because I also love working out. Five days a week, I get up and go run along the shores of Lake Michigan. No matter how cold it is throughout the year, I run five days a week or at least try to work or at least work out five days a week. Um, it's something I find very therapeutic. I've worked out my entire life and those short little instances of my life where I didn't work out and maybe they just didn't push it as hard. I, I fall into these deep depressions and that's something I've dealt with my entire life. Uh, and working out has definitely leveled off my anxiety, the depression that I've, I've had over the years. And that's why I'm always a very careful about the amount of alcohol I take because I don't want alcohol to be a crutch. I think it ha- it has definitely has been in my life past my past life where alcohol was a way of numbing the, my feelings and numbing the reality that was in front of me by by drinking at night and forgetting about all about the day and then you you essentially pass out and you wake up and hopefully it's a better day to that start but that's just avoiding problems and avoiding life and that's not really responsible so over you know the last decade almost that I've worked in this industry I've always really been careful about how much do I consume? Am I going to feel like absolute dog shit the next morning waking up at 6, 6.30 and you know putting on my running shorts and heading out to the usually cold weather of Chicago and running around for you know four or five, six miles, whatever it may be that day? And when I was younger, when I was, you know, I would even I say like three years ago, I could do that. I could wake up and go to a, I could go to a cocktail party at night and drink way too much, um, be level-headed, go home, get home around like midnight, you know, whatever it might be in the morning, wake up at 6.15 and when my alarm goes off and, you know, next within, within 15 minutes I'm outside running and, you know, 10 minutes later you don't even feel it. But 
as I grow older, being 36, um, approaching 37, you're like, I can't do that anymore in my body. And even just being out late, being on your feet, always con- constantly talking to bartenders, to waiters, waitresses, other reps you might run into, GMs and being on, but then also consuming alcohol. It's a wear and tear on your body that you really don't realize until you sit down and think about how many times, like I said, you go out in you know a weekly basis and a two-week basis and a monthly basis. And I was reading, I was, I'd like to reread all the whiskey books that I have, and I was rereading Whiskey Masterclass by Lou Bryson, who's awesome writer, has been on the podcast in the past, and I was going over, I was looking over his notes on um, barrel aging, and I found a really interesting quote that I thought kind of related to this. Brown vodka, whiskey that has been stripped down too far before entering the wood, so that all it comes out with is color and a faint taste of the lumberyard. The flavor of a good whiskey is the effect of the synergy of combining the flavors of the new make and the flavors of the barrel along with the physical changes of maturation, developing something that's much more than either of them along, alone. And the reason why it, I thought that related to me is because, you know, there's so much of the process that goes into making whiskey before you put it in the barrel. We talk about how, you know, 50, 60%, 70% of the, of the flavor comes from a barrel, but that leaves, you know, somewhere between, let's say 40% uh, of the whiskey depends on everything that happens before entering the cask. And that goes into what Lou was talking about. You know, we, there is the the stripping of the alcohol towards the end of the of uh, the distillation. There is the mashing. There is the grains you use. There's all these little elements that go into making a really great whiskey. And if you don't have all those elements, you don't get a good whiskey. Like he said, you get brown vodka. And that's how I kind of feel about my job. Where if like I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm out too much because I'm trying to hit you know five accounts in a night. And I have a drink or two at each account. And the next thing you know, you've had like four or five, six drinks and it's nine o'clock at night. You haven't had dinner and you really haven't, you've worked a long day and you might've gotten a lot of success out of it. But at the end of the day, where does that leave your body? Where does that leave your mind? Where does it relieve your, relieve your, your personal life? Like where is it my wife sitting at home having dinner by herself for the third night in a row? kind of expecting me to be there and you're like, oh, text her, you know, at 7.30, like, hey, it's going to be a little later than I thought. Um, I'll be home around 9 and then that 9 turns to 9.30, that 9.30 turns into 10. You get home and have, you know, I don't like eating late as well. Like there's a lot of that goes into this duality of working in the whiskey industry, running your body to absolute empty, but also trying to be healthy. Like I'm somebody who, who uh, I do, I do intermittent fasting. I've done it for years. I've done various stages of the keto and uh, diet for the last six, seven years, was a vegetarian for six years, which, you know, regretful, regretful, definitely miss the meats, always ask for the meats now, where are those meats? But there, there is some, it's not, it's not a, I don't have a myopic focus of, hey, I'm just going to be this brand ambassador or, you know, there's a binary attempt of, I'm going to be a brand ambassador and do nothing else in my life. I, that, that's all it's going to do. And that whiskey is going to consume my identity. But like the great Andy Brink Brinker said in the movie Brink, classic film in the 1990s on the Disney Channel, skating is what we do. It's not who we are. And, you know, whiskey, it, it, it has consumed my identity in the past. It has consumed, I think, a lot of people's identities and spirits in general, or being a brand ambassador or a sales rep or a market manager for these distilleries. You let that identity 
pull itself over your entire face, over your entire body. And you think, oh, I just have to be the cool whiskey guy. I got to be the cool cocktail guy, the cool bartender, whoever it might, whatever identity you're trying to portray. And you lose this pragmatic approach to life. And you don't sit back and find the contemplation and find the study within yourself about who you are and what you're doing to your body. And as a brand ambassador, we always say like, hey, you're you're selling yourself as much as you're selling the whiskey that's inside of the bottles that you represent. Because people are buying you and it almost feels like acting. One of my uh, one of our good friends, Jamie Duffy, who just recently got a new job down in Indiana. Um, congratulations to her. Her dad told me something really interesting about five, six years ago at a bit. He said that all you brand ambassadors are kind of like struggling slash failed actors that are looking for someone to give you validation. I'm like, wow, that's a really great point. That's a really great point. You know, he's really, he's very adjacent to the industry. His brother brother being Marty Duffy, who is the uh, global, I think global sales rep for brand ambassador for Glencairn. Not exactly sure what the Crystal King of Chicago's true title is but that's what we call him the crystal king of chicago since he works for glenn karen and he helps marty out the vents helps jamie out the vents and seen her grow with this industry in the last almost dozen years and so he has a really nice perspective of what happens in the whiskey industry and i thought that was such a fascinating quote that he told me and and it's very true because it, it almost feels like we're going on additions on a daily basis to go sell our spirits and meet with bartenders and GMs and owners about getting our getting our whiskey into the back bar or getting our whiskey onto their shelves in a retail space. But I think it's so important for people to to make sure they take care of themselves. And that's all I really want to focus on today for, you know, a short little podcast is finding that balance between health and enjoying yourself. Obviously I've I, as you can tell through this podcast, if you've ever listened before over the years, or if you're just listening now for the first 10, 15 minutes, I love whiskey. Like I absolutely adore it. It gives me, it gives me my, my life. <laughs> like it is my job. So I'm something I'm very sensitive to when it comes to protecting it and being an ambassador, not just for my brand, but for whiskey in general, because a lot of people are like, ah, I don't really like whiskey or, you know, I don't really, I never really had a good one or I find it like smoky. I find it, you know, PD, all these terminal, all these little buzzwords, they're not adding correctly into the whiskey that could be inside of that bottle. It could be enjoyable. I never force anybody to drink it, but you know, I always want to try to have them sample it if they have some preconceived notion about what it's not, or if you're just curious to try it. But over these years, I've, I've found like these little, little gifts of, I've gotten from whiskey. I've, I've gotten perks. I've gotten a job. I've gotten access. I've gotten trips, things like this, where I've got to see the world um, in the sense of having a trip, you know, going to Australia, going to Kentucky, doing barrel picks with people, um, getting access to distillers, to makers, to, um, you know, even just in the bars that you wouldn't even know about because they're kind of hidden, which I'm not really into. I, I always I hate going to speakeasies that are so difficult to get into or so hard to conceive about where they are. For me, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I just want to sit down at the bar, um, have some good music in the background, not be overall loud, have a good collection of spirits, good collection of whiskey, make good cocktails, and you can have a good conversation with, with your guests, the people around you, the company you keep, or even maybe the bartender behind the bar. Who knows? So, but the, the sense of like getting these gifts and perks, it's, it's awesome. And you feel 
somewhat special and validated um, in that sense. But at the same time, what do those gifts give you? Like what, what, what truly are those gifts? And I've been reading a lot of um, uh, Thomas Merton recently and was running, was going through his book seeds of contemplation and found this quote about contemplation. Contemplation is a sudden gift of awareness an awareness of our contingent reality as received as a present from God, as a free gift of love. I absolutely admire that quote because I see, I see whiskey as a gift of love. I see my job as a gift of love because of the people I've met, the relationships I've built, um, not just here in Chicago, but across the world. There's so much that comes along with it. And I used to think like getting free bottles of whiskey, getting access into this bar, getting a reservation at this restaurant, eating at this Michelin place was like the gift. And then after you sit back and you really think about all the things you experienced, and not every single one, but a lot of it feels like you sat there on Christmas morning, you saw all these gifts, you unwrapped the presents, beautifully wrapped presents, bows, ribbons, the nines, you know, it looks like a, like a Hallmark card underneath your tree. And you start unwrapping these presents. And all that's left in the presents is cardboard boxes and tissue paper. There's no actual tangible gift to take with you. Whiskey and food experience this fleeting having a moment of clarity and a moment of enjoyment as a child and you receive that gift on Christmas morning that you never thought you'd get. But your parents somehow, you know, found that list that you wrote to Santa or listened to you because that's what they do. They love you. And they surprise you on Christmas morning with something you can tangibly take with you for that period of time in your life as a child. Or maybe, maybe take with you forever because, I mean, I know that we've all received gifts probably that we've taken with us over these years, over the decades, over the, our lifespan. And I can take a lot. I can take some memories from these from these times in the whiskey industry and the spirits industry. Absolutely. And I'm not saying everything is a, is a faint gift or a phantom gift, but so much of it is just air. It looks great on the outside. It presents itself as this beautiful object. But on the inside, after experience it, it fleets, it's fleeting away, and there's nothing left to take with you. Now, not to be too dour, too, like, <laughs> I guess, like, gruesome to the reality of the fact that not everything is great, and don't be like this, um, I don't know, just a negative person. You know, I, I can think of a time where earlier this summer, Matt Spector was in town. Um, we went to the Franklin room with Wilson, Callum, Brett Bauer from Sagamore. And, uh, and we had like this awesome time. It's a bar I've been to so many times. And Peter who runs the bar is absolutely amazing. Great dude. One of the best, one of the best people I've ever met in this industry. One of the kindest people. And it's a bar I've been to so many times. Um, Peter always gives me like great things to try for free. And all of that. And those are like those gifts you can take with you. But like having those memories and that loving time of two hours spent with people that we met online or met through this industry, 
that's what you take with you. Like those are those moments that aren't fleeting. Those are those gifts that actually have something of value inside of them. It's not tangible because it's just an experience and it was just food and whiskey that we had around us, but you'll take that love into your heart. And I think that's the free gift of love right there. Um, when it comes back to contemplation about what you've done inside of your reality, what you've actually received. I think we feel special in moments where people give us that validation. Let us use our voice on their platform or a platform. Or when you can, you know, like uh, go to these really cool bars every night and do this, do, do work for your company, a company that you love. You feel good about yourself. But at what cost did that take to your physical and mental toll? And I think that's the very important question of like of what I'm really trying to get at today. I think we just need to take care of ourselves better and watch after each other because it is this industry of indulgence. Um, it's what people want. People worry they want you to be anywhere they need you. And I'm really bad about saying no because I want my company to succeed in America. I take a lot of responsibility being the first employee in the U S of this company. I take it very seriously. And you know, like we're a city of city of big shoulders. It's one of the many nicknames for Chicago. And I probably take that too literally when it comes to representing star Ward, but I want it to be awesome. I want my founder, Dave, to be proud of the work he's done and the work that our team's done in America to make, Starward into not just an Australian brand and not just a global brand in the UK and uh, over in parts of Asia, but being like one of the best known brands in America when it comes to single malt whiskey. But, you know, there's a reason why you have a salary. I have a salary. There's a reason why you should take a day off after working 10 hours on a Saturday and not just taking that Sunday off, but you know, maybe you should take Monday off. Maybe you should get free time. Maybe you should build in hours of contemplation, hours of just relaxing and turning your mind off for a bit during the week because you've already given it so much on other days outside of, you know, our eight hour work day. <laughs> if we, if us Americans ever actually followed that law that rule but there's been a lot of talk I, I, between me and my friends and people in this industry about you know we we do so much we we're here at this bar we're here online um less online which is a whole different conversation to have but you can't give everybody all of yourself at every single moment and i think it's just important to ha find those wins and be inside of those wins for a little bit and then take a break. Something that I'm trying to do better. Something I hope that all my friends out there who who uh, do similar jobs to me and listen to this podcast do. Take care of yourself. Go for a run in the morning. Go for just a walk in the morning. You have no idea what a mile walk can do for you on a daily basis. Free your mind of it all. Take care of yourself and be healthy. It's not just about what you consume, you know, food and alcohol and all that, but... What do you consume when on the weekends? Like, you know, don't order a pizza. Eat a piece of chicken and a salad. Take care of yourself in all aspects of life. And that is the studying of your own mind. 
take two minutes just to turn your brain off. I know meditation is always hard for people or they don't really believe in it, but it's just about sitting down and focusing your thoughts. It's not about turning your mind off. It's not about turning the world off. It's about focusing inward on yourself. I think that's something really great you can do for you. And then that way, you won't find that murky, bloody brown vodka at your drink at the end of the day. Well, that's all I really want to talk about today. Just staying healthy, being being wise to yourself, and you know what? Making sure that your friends are okay. Checking on them on a, on a weekly, daily, monthly basis, whatever it might be, just to make sure that we're all still out there being okay with one another. I know we've lost a lot of communication um, through social media over the last few months, you know, half a year or so, year or so, when it gets into all that. But we can always just write a DM, send a text, give a phone call, send smoke, send smoke signals out to your friends and make sure everyone's doing okay. Well, that's really about it I got for here. Um, we have some cool guests coming up here in the future. Um, really cool guests. And then also we'll be doing a lot of podcasts at the Galena Whiskey Festival this weekend, this upcoming weekend, the first weekend of March. So can't wait for it. We'll see you all there. Cheers, guys. Be safe.